to another edition of Mets Musings. Well, the trading deadline has come and gone. And the Metsies was sell, sell, sell. Yes, they were. I know everybody's in shock. Wondering what the heck went on. What are they doing? What are they doing this year? What are they going to do next year? Well, I think general manager Billy Epler and owner Steve Cohen have come out and said what they're going to do. They're not going to go for the high-priced talent. They went that route. It did not work. So now they are going to try to fill in with maybe the next level guy. So maybe they're not going to get show a Otani or Blake Snell or whatever, but maybe they'll pick up an Aaron Nola or something along that line. To the next level down and on a shorter contract, probably. So for those that are upset, just keep this in mind. The Mets completed in a week a multi-year rebuild. Other teams languish at last place. Some teams even tank. The season, the Mets had enough high contracts, were able to buy enough of, out of it and trade these older, higher-priced veterans and brought in prospects to rebuild their farm system. I know it sounds strange. They brought in eight guys. Does that rebuild the farm system? Yes, because they brought in some some higher prospects than what they've had in their farm system. So they've built that back where other teams, it causes them years to languish in last place. Uh, as I said, to even some teams have tanked for a couple of years to get those high draft picks to rebuild the farm system. The Mets did it this way. Now, granted, the way they're playing now and uh, the way the rest of the season looks, they might get a pretty high draft pick anyway. But this is the start. This is not a rebuild. This is a reload, as they want to say. And and there's some truth to that. They still have a nucleus in place. How long? We don't know. I mean, McNeil is signed for eight years. Uh, Nimmo is signed for seven or eight years. Uh, uh, um, uh, Nimmo is signed. Uh, let me see. Alindor is signed. So they have a nucleus there. They have the young guys in Alvarez and and Beatty and Vientos. Uh, hopefully, he, he can start hitting. Let's give him some playing time. He, he shows signs of it now that he's playing a little bit more. So that nucleus is there to carry them for the next two years. The problem is pitching. Granted, both uh, at this level, the uh, major league level, and uh, relief pitching, and the minor league level, but relief pitching is also a problem. But they've brought in a bunch of talent. 
that could fulfill some of the other slots that could be used maybe in a trade somewhere down the road to bring in other talent. Maybe they look to trade a, a, uh, a Jeff McNeil, being that Ronnie Mauricio is knocking on the door. Maybe you move a, a, a Jeff McNeil and you put in a Mauricio at second base and and hope he lives up to his hype and and bring back a starting pitching pitcher or two. So we have to look at all these mechanisms that we will have they'll they'll go through in the offseason to see. This isn't done yet, I don't believe. I don't believe we'll see Navarra is back. I don't believe uh, we're going to see uh, some other people back next year. Will Alonzo now may not want to sign an extension to stay here because maybe he feels they're going to waste his the best years of his career, his prime years. I don't think they will. I think they will take the measures to make this team at least competitive. What, what they did last year was make this team on paper uber competitive. And and they weren't. And there's numerous reasons. There's, there's uh, you know, uh, Verlander didn't start the year on time. Quintana didn't start. They never got out of the gate cleanly. And we never had a chance to see what they could do had they done it cleanly, which means everybody was healthy coming out of spring training. It just didn't happen that way. It never gelled uh, this season. And that being said, I'm sorry to see Verlander go. I would have liked to see Verlander stay here next year and solidify or anchor that pitching staff. But, uh, you know, you have to do these things. And uh, Verlander goes for a couple of prospects. Uh, the number one prospect, Drew Gilbert, an outfielder for the Houston Astros. Ryan Clifford, the number four prospect of the same Houston Astros. And, of course, Scherzer went... Uh, to the uh, Texas Rangers, Mark Canha went to the Brewers for a prospect. Eduardo Escobar for a lower prospect. Uh, Tommy Pham went to the Diamondbacks for uh, an unranked prospect, Jeremy Rodriguez. Dominic Leon went to the Los Angeles Angels for an infielder, Jeremiah Jackson. Uh, and the Mets acquired right-handed pitcher Phil Bickford and left-handed pitcher Adam Kolarek from the Dodgers for cash. So uh, I won't even continue on uh, with the, who the coming and goings. Uh, Jose Arias is up here now to play second. The question is, where is Maurizio? And why isn't he up with this team? I don't know why they're keeping him down here. The only reason I can think of, the, the possible reason, 
is that their concern that either he won't live up to the hype, which I doubt, or they don't want to overexpose him now and let him start the year clean next season. It just doesn't make sense to me. Bring him up and play him now. Let's see what he's got. He's got two months, then you can see. It's not like you're bringing him up for a week. Uh, my guess is they'll wait until September and bring him up. But there are thoughts, school of thought, that say they don't believe they're going to bring him up at all this year. So we'll have to see <laughs> what happens there. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's the right thing to do. But, of course, uh, I have very little say in the matter. So <laughs> we won't be seeing that. But uh, we've got some injury reports. Brandon Nimmo's been out. Stalling Marte's been out. Uh, they are both expected back this weekend. Uh, Nimmo had a uh, tightness in his left quadricep. He's supposed to be back this weekend against the Orioles. Marte has been fighting uh, migraine headaches, and he should also return to the lineup on this weekend. So, uh, his symptoms remain, but he does have medication available when the headaches do occur. So uh, now Luis Guillerme is not expected back to late August or September. He has a strained grade two strain muscle. And uh, he's going to miss some time. So that that's the uh, injury report on what's going on with the Mets right now. So those guys have been out of the lineup, which hasn't helped at all as they lost two to the Kansas City uh, Royals, who are who seem to have the Mets number, I guess, since 2015. Yeah, here's some good news, though. Mets rookie catcher Francisco Alvarez was named the National League Rookie of the Month for his torrid play in July. He finished the month with eight home runs and 16 RBI while slashing 275 with a .974 OPS in 20 games. So congratulations go out to Francisco Alvarez, named National League Rookie of the Month. And uh, so, I I know you Met fans are upset. I really do. Uh, but let's look at this as a as a bright new beginning. They want to they want to replenish the farm system to keep it, uh, you know, to keep churning out fill ins, prospects, whatever to keep churning out the players. So if a player gets hurt. Uh, they've got a guy ready to go, much like the Braves have done for a number of years. The Astros, look how long the Astros and the Braves now, again, have stayed in top. And don't forget, the Astros went down for uh, a few years. They were down for a number of years before uh, 
you know, rebuilding their farm system and bringing back up and bringing this team back up. And they've been contenders for the last, what, six, seven years or so. Uh, same thing with the Braves. The Braves, when people forget how bad they were in the, the late 70s, the 80s, and then uh, all of a sudden they became the team of the 90s. They rose up. They they finished last so often. They kept getting the number one draft pick, and they built that farm system up, and it worked well. And then and then it, it, they, they had a downslide for a couple of years, and then they came back up again, and look how good they are now, and they just keep bringing up uh, players when they lose a player. So uh, Tampa Bay, look how good they are. They've done how bad they were for years and years. So the Mets have done it this way. And uh, hopefully, you know, as they progress now, uh, you fill in with more draft picks or you trade one or two guys that aren't aren't playing up to expectations or whose contract is expiring. Um, you know, again, let's see. Winter should be interesting to see what they do. Do they try to move an Alonzo who, who doesn't have an extension, who's who'll be a free agent after next year? Do they try to sign him and move him? Uh, will he sign? <clears throat> Do they try to move a McNeil? Coming off a bad year, I'm not so sure. He He's still a valuable player. He could be playing left field of the future for them. Uh, do they try to move, move a Nimmo? I doubt that. He's a key cog, left uh, center field, tough to find. But you never know what you're going to bring back. So, I mean, if you can bring back Nimmo, and I mean, if you can trade a Nimmo and bring back a young center fielder from another team, well, maybe you have to look at it. And and maybe they'll throw in a starting pitcher, the major league ready starter pitcher, who knows. Uh, but these are the things that uh, could go on uh, Interestingly enough, you know they did not touch that particular part, that nucleus of this team. They they traded the periphery, except for the starting pitching, of course, but they traded the periphery. Uh, David Robertson's contract was going to be up at the end of the year. And keep in mind that they can go out. He's going to be a free agent. They could sign him and bring him back next year. So then they'd have him back and the prospects, and Diaz coming back next year. So let's keep that particular scenario also involved. They could bring Tommy Pham back if they wanted to. He'll be a free agent. And, of course, if he wants to come back and accepts the money, and if they're willing to spend that kind of money. So those are two guys that could bring Canha back. Same kind of uh, Canha might have another year or, or an option. So I don't know about Canha. I shouldn't. I jumped to that conclusion. But uh, Tommy Pham, they could bring back next year. So there's a lot of uh, you know gears grinding here, and it's not an easy thing, but. Uh, look, when you got plenty of money, you can do a lot of things. And they were able to get rid of these huge contracts of Scherzer and Verlander. 
and uh you know and that means a lot and i have an email somewhere let me look for it let's take a break and i'll be back uh with an email from my good friend jeff cohen and he hits uh something that always bugs me he hits it right on the nose so we'll be back after this baseball and bbq your place for interesting baseball talk opinions and history Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now, don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a Ph.D. in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. Hello, baseball fans. You're listening to Baseball Talk Radio, the home of great baseball talk shows. At BaseballTalkRadio.com, you're going to find great shows like this one with the great Gary Mack and the Mets Musings Podcast. And now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. And, you know, something that always bugs me, and I've talked about this before, when a guy gets traded, keep your mouth shut. Just say what a wonderful time it was. I had a great time. The people were great. Fans were great. Organization was great. And move on. Uh, not so for Max Scherzer. Now, wasn't he wasn't overly critical, but you know what? It's something that I believe you keep your mouth shut on. So uh, I got an email from uh, my good buddy, Jeff Cohen, and he writes, I have one comment on this past week with all the Mets trades, and it is directed to Max Scherzer. Max, you are one of the main culprits of why the Mets are in a predicament that they are in now. While you may have had a winning record all against weak teams, you were more known for the games where you had a lead and could not hold it. Remember the four home runs you gave up in Boston. Speaking of four home runs, what about last October at home versus the Padres? But let's stick, pun intended, to this season. I assumed you had a neck issue before you kept because you kept turning around to watch those home run balls go over the fence. I understand that the offense wasn't that good, but still you let the opponent back into the games. And after you were traded, you throw dirt on the grave of the Mets who gave you that $130 million three-year contract. What other team offered you anything close? And to have the gall to say what you did, cry me crocodile is you big phony. Nobody feels sorry for you. You are getting paid over $15 million from three organizations. And while it didn't work out in New York, you should look in the mirror. Don't mention us New York fans in your Hall of Fame speech. We know who the real Max Scherzer is. And I couldn't agree more. 
you know, uh, what he's referring to is that when when uh, Scherzer said he had to meet with the um, at the organization to find out what direction was, and that was before right before the trade occurred. They traded him, and he said he talked to them, and that they were giving up on this year and next year as well. He didn't. And that, uh, you know, he wanted to be part of a winning organization and blah, 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 blah. You don't say these things. First off, you're pissing off the fan base. Not only against you, but you're kind of turning them against their ownership. Because now the fans are ticked off thinking you're tanking next year or or you're not going to go for it as strongly. And I don't think that's the case. I think what they said is they are going to redistribute the funds. Instead of giving a lot of money to a 40-year-old pitcher, they're going to spread it around and bring in maybe two or three 25-year-old pitchers and try to and hope they catch lightning in the bottle. Now, their pitching staff for next year, as it stands now, we don't know what's going to happen over the winter. But it, it next year they've got three starters essentially, maybe four. Uh, so far, I mean, it's Senga, uh, Quintana, and I'm probably missing somebody. Who's my third? Carrasco will be gone. He's 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 his contract is done. I doubt if they're gonna pick him up at all. So maybe it's two. Well, they'll have Peterson. They'll probably give McGill another shot, and we don't know. I mean, then then there's a whole bunch of characters. Jose Buto, perhaps. Uh, other guys that are pitching for Syracuse, maybe they can find a diamond in the rough. We don't know. You know, maybe they bring in, as I said earlier, an Aaron Nola, maybe a Blake Snell. I don't think they're going to go that high, but who knows? Uh, I don't think Shohei Otani is going to, would A, I don't think he'd be a good fit. B, I don't think he's going to want to come down with a team that's, in a retooling, let's call it that, instead. And what Jeff says is true. You know, Max, you're leaving. I haven't heard a peep out of Verlanders. Have you? No, class act there. Class act. Not a peep out of Verlander. He kept his mouth shut. He went about his business. And uh, I wish we would have kept him. But... It's the business the way it is today. And it is a business. It always has been a business. People say it's a business nowadays. When I was a kid, it wasn't. No, it was always a business. Miller Huggins said that in the 1920s when uh, they signed Babe Ruth, I think it was. He said uh, the thing that will kill baseball is that it's become a business. It's always been a business. So don't get caught up on that. Uh, but, um, Jeff, my friend, you hit the nail on the head. I don't care what anybody else says. You're a hundred percent right. When guys get traded, they should just keep their mouth shut and say what a wonderful time was. Don't be a John niece 
And because uh, you never know, it's a very small circle. It's only 30 teams. So you never know. All right, Bartolo Colon, big sexy himself, has officially announced the end of his playing career, which included 21 major league se- seasons. And uh, the Mets announced that Friday, September 17th, will be Bartolo Colon will retire as a Met on that day as part of a tribute in his honor at City Field. He closes his career with 565 career MLB games with 11 different teams, a 4 point win to ERA over 3,461 and two-thirds innings, four all-star appearances, the 2005 AL Cy Young Award, one career home run, and who could forget that? In San Diego, he hit his one career home run. He won 247 games, the most by any pitcher from the Dominican Republic. Is he a Hall of Famer? Wow, it's a close call, but, you know, 247 games. We're saying Verlander is a Hall of Famer. He just won his 250th. Of course, he's still going. He could win some more. Uh, I think Cologne should be in the Hall of Fame. He's just colorful enough to, uh, to really make it uh in there and ERA's a little high um only one Cy Young award and but you know what he was a character he was good for the game and he was he dominated I mean look even at the uh, ages of uh what what was he when he was here uh like 42 years old 42, 43, 44, the three years he was with the Mets, he won, I think, 44 games or so, uh, 15 games, I think 14, and, and then uh, the second year, 15 maybe, his last year, something along those lines. He won. He, he was a winner. So uh, I'd like to see him make it into the Hall of Fame. But uh, we'll see what happens. All right, let's take a quick break and come back with Down on the Farm right after this. back and it's time to go okay and down on the farm the Syracuse Mets they're 10 and 18 eight games back they are in next to last place in the second half 
of the season. Binghamton is 13-15 in the second half, three and a half games back, and they are in third place in their division. Brooklyn is the top dog, baby, 21-11, first place, three and a half game lead over Aberdeen in their division. And St. Lucie is in last place, nine and 23, six games back in last place. And with the, you know, new influx of prospects, we, we don't have much of a report on them yet, but uh, some of our other prospects that we've talked about all year have been doing good. Ronnie Mauricio is back hitting the ball all over the ballpark again through 84 games in his triple a campaign. He has 112 hits and 56 RBIs. He's got a batting average of 298. He's got 16 homers, two triples, 25 doubles and 16 stolen bases. Uh, Mike Vassell, right-handed pitcher had a terrific year. Binghamton. He's he's had a rough transition to AAA. He's been hit around a little bit, but uh, I'm sure he'll find his footing and and get back. He's a good pitcher. Uh, Kevin Parada, he was placed on the injured reserve list a couple of days ago to a right ankle sprain. Uh, Blake Tidwell, a pitching prospect for the Mets, Blade Tidwell. He's been promoted to W.A. Binghamton from single A Brooklyn. His first outing didn't go so well. Last night was his double A debut. The 22-year-old right-hander escaped damage in the first three innings, but all three runs he allowed came in the fourth. The four walks he allowed uh, were tied for the second most in any outing this year. So he struggled a little bit with his control in his first outing, 22 years old, had a terrific year, gave up three runs, not awful, uh, but struggled with the control a little bit. Dominic Hamill tossed a gem. Uh, on Tuesday night, he scattered two hits, three walks over six and one-third scoreless innings against new hampshire and he has been pitching well all season so dominic hamill another name to remember and uh finally shortstop jet williams was promoted to brooklyn from saint uh lucy and he's kicked off his single a career with a terrific game he reached base four times in his high a debut he went one or two with a double and RBI, three walks, a run scored, and he swiped the base. So uh, some update on the Mets prospects that we had before the trades, and we'll filter in the, the new guys as we get news about them. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope we were able to answer any questions you may have had about the trades that the Mets had going, going and gone. We had the comings and goings of uh, this past week and a trade deadline, always a big time in major league baseball. And the rest of the season is going to be tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And, they don't look, they look like a defeated team. You know, it was an interesting thing. If you watched their last two nights against Kansas city, Kansas city's the worst team. I think record wise, one of the worst teams in baseball, but they have a lot of young guys. They have a lot of spirit. They have a lot of fight. 
and they kept fighting and scratching and clawing, and the Mets kind of just laid back on their back and, and took it. That's what the Mets have to do. The Mets are going to have to fight and claw for every base hit, every run, every home run, every strikeout, every uh, uh, stolen base, whatever. That's what they're going to have to do. And they better wake up and start doing it soon, or else we could see more guys going in the winter, as I said, and and go totally young. I mean, uh, uh, you know, some of these guys are, are just swinging for the fences, and, and that's it. And uh, some are fighting and clawing, but when you watch a team like the Royals, who had a lot more exuberance than the Mets. Now, I know they were shocked with the trades, but trades are a part of baseball. And it's happened to the Royals. Guys have been traded. It's happening to the Mets this year. So they got to wake up and fight for every inch. And uh, I'd like you to uh, fight for every inch with this show. And like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube please hit the like button and the subscribe button so you always know when another edition of mets musings coming same thing if you're listening to the audio hit the subscribe button that way you'll never miss an episode of mets musings and so until the next time keep the faith stay optimistic and let's go mets and i'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.